following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. What's up, everybody? Hello, hello. Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. And we're back, you guys. We're back, and hopefully there's no more little hiatuses. But before we get started talking about things, let's say hi to everybody, starting off with our cool, outrageous man about town, Mr. Ron Russell. How do you do? There you go. Then we got the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. Fellas, fellas, fellas. Good to see you again. Absolutely. Mr. Murphy. Then we got a chat room with people in it. So hello, everybody in the chat room. It's slow to get going, but everybody knows that we're back today, so hopefully it'll fill up. But what's up? Eileen's in the chat room. Ellie from Estonia's in the chat room. Um, everybody, we're going to have a great show today. We have actress Sadie Katz and actor Marshall yeah, I Hill. I love Sadie Katz. I love Sadie it's Katz. It's going to be a Sadie blast, Katz. so we're going to have a really <laughs> good time. And Chad got married. What? Yeah, Chad, that guy that works for in the studio. You know, Chad... <laughs> Chad Murphy, the, the cute That's guy. That's why we were gone last week. Chad got yeah. married. Did Chad have a and nice marriage? Well, Chad had a good <laughs> wedding. Chad, of course, can't urinate because his penis is swollen. But anyway, it was a good <laughs> wedding, right, Chad? It'll work itself out. It was a great wedding. Thank you, guys. Yeah. I want to hear all about it. So do all the go- gossipy, nosy bastards in our show. <laughs> Our, our audience, they're all a bunch of yentas. They want to know, what is the wedding like? What did she wear? Da, 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 Tell us all about the wedding, Chad. Well, I uh, pulled up, and I didn't expect anything, but I uh, pulled up underneath a beautiful oak tree. We had uh, an arch and everything. and had someone come out and marry us together, and the family was there. And uh, it was very quick. I didn't expect anything like that. And, uh, it, it, what did you expect? A rifle, a shotgun? A little shotgun wedding. Pull! Yeah. Boom, boom. You know, marry my <laughs> it's girl. It's done. <laughs> no, we had some ladies involved with it, so of course they got the flowers and the backdrops, and you know. Well, what did she wear? Everybody wants to know who did she wear. What did she wear? What is this? What type of show is this? No, she just wore a wedding dress, I believe. I don't know the the uh, manufacturer, maker, model, whatever it is. You know, was it white? A dress that you ripped off four hours later. <laughs> Easy killer. No, it was beautiful. It was a nice white dress and uh, nothing too fancy. Nice white dress. That's, <laughs> like that's most what of a guy are. says. That's a straight guy. If you, were, if you were gay now, you'd say it had pleats. It was right. strapless. It had one shoulder. She wore long white gloves. She had on strappy shoes. It, it had little sexy. beads on it. Right. <laughs> and her hair was to one side with some orchids in it. And she had on the right makeup. Her lashes were nice. You know, you got to do faggy stuff. No, no, that's <laughs> we have a lot my, of gays not... in it that listen to us. But congratulations. Fangies. And you, you said fellas. it snowed on. You got to see a little snow i did what? i think the first morning we were in uh, in pigeon forge tennessee it started flustering flurries outside i just woke up got my hot my hot cocoa stepped on the porch and it was like a snow globe you know it was beautiful yeah, outside what's the name of that town pigeon forge pigeon 
Forge. Yes. There really is such a place on the planet Earth <laughs> called Pigeon Forge. You betcha. I thought that was just on, you know, that, that Green Acres show. No, it's like a redneck Vegas. Drive down the strip, it's like flashing lights, neon this, left and right. So it's like a hick town Vegas. And everybody voted for Trump, I bet. Probably. I didn't ask. Yeah. That didn't get well, politics. Well, sure. They didn't have, well, here we have resist on our, um, <laughs> everybody's right? houses. They have resist. resist. Trump. I, I have no idea what that really means. Oh. I guess it means resist the things that Trump is saying. I don't know. I've never heard everybody, of that. I have, I have no idea. Everybody I, like has it on their house. Here. Really? I do resist. not get involved with politics. <laughs> My feelings are he's there. He's there for how many years? Whatever years. Right. You're not going to impeach him. So relax. He's going to do what he's going to do, whether you like it or not. So go with the flow and hope for the best. And let's pray that he can wake up and do everything the way he's supposed to. That's all. We can only encourage him and send him positive vibes to change his insane ways. Well said. I mean, think, you know, a lot of the stuff he wants to do is, well, it's different. <laughs> it's different. Let's just leave it like that. Let's <laughs> anyway, leave it like that. I wanted to make a big mistake on Facebook. I have my Facebook page. Jimmy, why did you touch my screen, you motherless? Oh. I wanted to look at the date on the thing. No, I don't want you to touch my screen. Never. I don't touch oh. you. Now I can't get back to what I was going to do. What I really gonna, hate the way you control me. What were you going to do? I want to get back to my page and read my, my morning thing. You know, I'm divorcing this creep yeah, as soon hard. as I can. Where did my glasses go? They're <laughs> right in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need glasses. I just use them to look intelligent. Here's what I wrote. Tonight we are going to the Camelot Theater in Palm Springs to have fun. Then I had to just add this now. Mistake. March 28th. Not tonight. Ha, ha, ha. They are showing the Valley of the Dolls. And the audience, while watching the film, do things and say things to the screen and the movie, just like the Rocky Horror Show. Now, this is Palm Springs, the capital of gay men. It has to be funny. These queens will dish that bad movie to the end. I can't wait to join. I can't wait. What is it? I can't wait. Join us for cocktails served before the movie. Now, the queens will be really wild and high and bitchy. Get tickets at the box office. $11 for you young people and for us old bags over $55, $7 a ticket. You cheap queens can't beat the price. I continue reading, it says. Now i got to find myself. You queens can't... Uh, the uh, Get up, get up, get up, get out, and get down to this fun night. Now, they serve cocktails before, so the movie goes on at 8 o'clock. So from 6 to 8, the queens should be smashed to death, and the dishing should be the most fun. I cannot wait. I'm sorry. We have to dress like we're in the 60s. Yeah, they accept... They, well, not really, but if you want to, come dressed as the 60s. It's a big, big gala event at the Camelot Theater in Palm Springs on March 28th. And we will be there, so come and meet and greet, and we'll have some fun. But I can't wait to see this because it was such a bad movie. Even though Susan Hayworth, whom I love as a great actress, was in it, I think she did a good job. But the directing was... The script was lousy. It was corny. It was a cheap, stupid, drug addict, of the day, a film about a bunch of Hollywood people that were based on Judy Garland and all stars, you know, it was so obviously stupid. I mean, like Susan Hayworth is supposed to be Judy Garland who gets loaded in a, in a lady's room and somebody pulls her wig off and throws it down the toilet. The fags are going to have a ball with that one. And I use the word fags affectionately because I'm a fag and I'm allowed <laughs> to do it. So if any of you out there get offended by the word, go screw yourself. Also, uh, Eileen says you look great. She loves your shirt. Eileen, I'm mad at you. 
you do not like or come on my page anymore? What's with you? I look for you every day and I don't find you anymore. Maybe she's there and you just don't see it. No, her name is not there. It's not. She's, she's, I didn't go like some of his posts. <laughs> no, it's it's ever since Sam came in the picture, I went out the door. I'm jealous. <laughs> I mean, what's the Sam got that I don't have? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you both sing. You both. I love my Eileen. Have a, never mind. <laughs> what did she say? Big wangs? I was going to say. How do you know? You never saw Sam naked. I know, but I see in his pants, like when he's like standing in his promotional pictures. <laughs> I think you're, I think you're a, a gay fit, fag pig. Uh, oh, <laughs> like you would never look at that. No, I don't look at those things. <laughs> never. <laughs> anyway, you guys hope everybody's doing well and, uh, um, hope everybody had a good weekend. <coughs> Excuse me. We had entertainment this weekend. We had company for the f weekend for the first time. And even though the house isn't finished and we're, we're about, what do you think? We're like halfway done, right? And we got to work on our studio now. You know, if anybody came into our house, because we have a glass coffee table in the living room, they would think we were snorting coke because the white plaster dust just doesn't end. It, you vacuum and clean and it comes back. So the top of our glass table is coated white. It looks like Coke. All I have to do is get a straw and sniff a line or two, and people will really think that we're dope addicts. But it's anyway, just plaster. And Eileen plaster. says you're bigger. <laughs> I'm a what? She says you're bigger. How do you know, Eileen? <laughs> you never saw it in person. You grabbed it a few times, you little <laughs> devil, but you never saw it in person. Meanwhile, we have two flies in the studio, and I'm going to kill myself. If you see me running around with a can of fly Raid. spray, again, <laughs> hot shot, hot shot. it's because, you know, flies carry the worst <laughs> filthy disease germs in the world. So we just want to kill them and let them live. Well, oh, no, when every time a fly lands on you, it deposits some disgusting, filthy shit from somewhere in the world. And I don't care for flies. We Chad have, probably knows something about fly. fly. Chad, what do you know about flies? Florida doesn't have flies. No, we because, don't have a fly problem down here. Mosquitoes eat them, but uh, or have war with them. But we, you know, this, this everybody's been complaining in Palm Springs about the flies this year. It's maybe it's because we've had more <laughs> rain than we've ever had normally, and the flies like need they need rain, I guess, to drink. Otherwise, they burn up in the desert. Well, we don't, don't have mosquitoes, though. Actually, no, I no take that. I take that we back. Don't. We do have a fly problem at the horse stables and stuff like that. No, right. we're, that's because of all the manure. horses, well, right? Crap. No, I don't have any horses here. Well, I haven't invited any. Horses. We don't have any. We don't have any. We don't have mosquitoes, though. We just have flies. We haven't we got any bugs. Yeah, I haven't any bugs. The sad thing is, we don't. Have, yeah, we don't even have ants. I don't see ants. No, even. and we don't have butterflies. And I do Aww. love butterflies. We have hummingbirds, though, all over the yeah, place. Hummingbirds yeah. and all kinds of things that fly around in the sky. Uh, I'm worried because some of the uh, hawks have wingspans of over six and seven feet. And they swooped down. I mean, a friend of mine's parrot was taken off, killed and eaten. Uh, somebody lost a little doggy, like a 12-pound dog. A hawk came down and picked it up with its talons and took it up in the sky, drops it, the animal dies, and then they go down and eat it. But my brandy star, she's a little piglet. She weighs about 35 pounds. Yeah, they can't pick her so up. So I don't know of any hawk. And of course, Shazam. Shazam is 120. <laughs> yeah, but Shazam is always, Shazam is our Fila Brazilian um, Mastiff. And he is always with Brandy. So I think if a hawk came down, Shazam would jump up and bite the head off that hawk. So we're not worried. But for other people out there that have little doggies and you live in the desert, be careful. Those hawks, they're, they're not, they're, they could probably lift me up. Maybe not, I guess. 
No, it'd have to probably be a little bit bigger. Well, some people, if they came down and grabbed them by the hair, they just take the hair, the wiggle, little hair piece, the two pegs. But with me, with me, it's real. They, you know, glank me up, up into the sky. Anyway, um. Actually, we want to welcome Patrick Talbot in the chat room. He's Ghostly Beard. You guys follow at oh, Ghostly oh, Beard oh, on Jimmy, Twitter. Jimmy, do me a favor. It's closest to you. Get me Garrick's drawing. Oh, okay. Hold on. Yeah. Um, we had uh, some friends over, very close friends, because I wouldn't invite just all our friends, because the house is really upside down. I mean, it was mix and match dishes and china and all kinds of stuff. And my very dear friend, Garrick Lee, gave me and Jimmy as a house gift one of his wonderful... Uh, I guess. No, it's it's, it's called. Uh, I guess a Syria. Well, anyway, I'm going to show it to you. It's gorgeous. I don't know if you guys can actually see this or not because the light's too bright. Can you see no. this? No, hold it differently. Is it reflected? The, too, yeah. the light's too bright. Yeah. Oh, you can't see it. Anyway, it's magnificent. <laughs> no, it's 1959, <clears throat> supposedly fashion theater in Palm Springs, and it's all these wonderful characters sitting around the runway and then there's a big thunderbird convertible next it's a beautiful beautiful watercolor paintings and if you're interested in getting any they sell for 139 dollars and contact me and i will tell garrick they're at west elm you can go to west elm and get them what's west elm the t that store it's a chain store it's at west oh, elm. go to west elm and all his artwork is there thank you garrick for this priceless piece of art we will hang it in the studio next to all of our movie stars and all of our other gifted art but i love it it's we really had a great beautiful. time he's a great artist i'll put it back okay put it on. back thank you honey right. see i called him honey for all you jerks out there that think i hate him i'm going to divorce the son of a bitch as soon as i find out his total worth yeah. <laughs> right honey oh i still got this stupid cloth ah, and i don't feel good my shoulder's gone i'm finished i want to know out there and please do this for me if you love me or even hate me let me know if anybody out there has ever had shoulder surgery in your, what is it called? Oh, you have a rotator cuff. Rotator cuff. Because they want to operate, and I'm afraid to get operated on because I understand you have to sleep in a lounge chair sitting up for three months, and they tape your arm to your body so that you can't move, and it's extremely... Uh, and they say a lot of times it doesn't even work. Extremely painful surgery. Now, one of my specialists said... You know, just don't use it, and it will probably heal itself. But sometimes it heals incorrectly, so I may be walking around like this forever <laughs> when it heals in this position. For those of you on radio who do, who are not watching us, he looks like Frankenstein. Yeah, it's like <laughs> kind of it's kind of like I'm hanging from like a baboon hanging from a banana tree. But anyway, so let me know if any of you have had that surgery and what you think of it. Hey, Chad. Hi, Captain. Is Sadie online? Yep, she actually my tried to call in and I texted her. Where's my Sadie? Okay, so let's do this. Let's play a song and get her online. Let's play Ghostly Beard, you guys. The name of the single is The Love in Your Eyes. He's got a new one that's going to be coming out very soon. And so follow us on Twitter and you'll see what it is. But uh, uh, while we get Sadie Katz on the line, we're going to play Ghostly Beard's The Love in Your Eyes. You got that, Chad? Let's do it. All right, everybody. Here it goes. Enjoy. your absence 
right, Jimbo, there you go. Hi, everybody. That was Ghostly Beard, the love in your eyes. He's got a brand new album coming out May 4th. You'll be hearing about it more on the show. And uh, now, first, say something before I introduce you to make sure everybody can hear you, Sadie. Oh, hello there. There you go. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the incredibly talented and beautiful actress... Oh, I messed that up. I was going to say, because you're a director and a writer, and you do everything. Take two. <laughs> All right, we're going to do it again. Take okay. two. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the incredibly beautiful and talented actress, writer, producer, Sadie Katz. Hello, and welcome to the show. Thank you. I love being back. We love having you. You already know everybody, but since uh, we always have to do it anyway, let me introduce my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. My sweetie. I do not blow smoke up people's asses to make them feel good, but you're one of my favorite bitches. And when Jimmy said you were coming on, I got so excited. I said, Sadie Katz, I loved you the last time, and I'm going to love you twice as much this time. It's even possible. I'm set. <laughs> yes. Love, I need it. And then we have the man behind everybody out there. This is one fabulous, uh, I'm not going to even say act. No, Lady. this is one fabulous piece of our business there you go you got the man behind the boards mr chad murphy sadie welcome back good to have you again nice to be back thank you and we have a chat room full of people so say hello to everybody in the chat room hi chatters is that what they call them what do they call <laughs> chat room people um well chatters work i call them yentas nosy little people who come into here all the stuff that i get out of people like are you straight gay a slut a whore because they love it you Which, by the way, okay, so you guys, this is, I think, our third time we've had Sadie on the show. And she we came, love it. She came on yeah. one time to uh, promote a movie that she wrote. And I think, I don't know if you were even in it or not, Scorn, but I know you wrote it. Yes, I, I'm actually, I have a cameo at the end that's kind of a wink to the audience that's fun. But no, I just, I wrote it and I did the cameo. Then we had you on to promote Ron. Wait, wait, how, Ron did, how did it do? Scored. Um, it did really well. It was, you know, like a two and a half million dollar film by Anchor Bay with Anna Lynn McCord. And every now and then I go to my mailbox and I see that green envelope from the Writers Guild and I get a nice chunk of money. Not too much, but, you know. Hey, that's and, good. Uh, well, you know, you'll get that for as long as the film is ever shown. Yeah. Forever. So, so you could be 90 years old and get like a 20 cent check. <laughs> Because <laughs> it gets less each year, it gets less each time they show it. Rather, the amount gets less. Am I correct? Yes, yes. So I mean, you know, in the beginning, I would get in and go, "Oh, actually, all I of it." Because yeah. a, 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 a SAG check uh, gets less each time they show your work. <laughs> it's not a SAG check. It's who's who gives you the Mike like that shitty movie I made. <laughs> Every time it plays, do I get? Like a dollar. You don't, you don't get anything. 12 cents. It's terrible. No. It's a, no. His was so bad, we don't Wait, get paid. No. I got, listen, I got 100 bucks a day. I'm not supposed to say this. This is years ago. Got 100 bucks a day. And uh, at the end, what is it called at the end? When you get, Residuals? Yeah. What, it's, what's it called? At the end, there's an expression we use. Slip my mind. At the end, you know, you get paid whatever at the on end. On the back end. On the back end. On the back end. Yeah, except for that, ours didn't make deferred, more than like no, eight but, cents. I know, but I, I, you know, I like deferred, Lincoln. Yes, I like, deferred. Thank I you. like Lincoln, and I don't mind getting five or six Lincolns on a check. Yes. <laughs> well, have you been to Residuals, the bar? If you bring in a check under a dollar, you get a free drink, and they put it on the wall. 
Oh, oh are you cool. kidding? I should get well, I, I it's in Burbank. We need to go there. I will get stoned and the wall will be covered. <laughs> so then we had you on for Wrong Turn 6, which I totally like had no idea that you were going to be the crazy bitch in Wrong Turn 6. I thought you were going to be one of the hot girls that gets she like mutilated, girl. but instead she's the hot crazy bitch and it okay. is a, and it is really fun. I mean, it was a, a really fun movie. A lot of guys out there like crazy hot bitches. I, well, could you introduce me to some? <laughs> yeah, I, I will have to introduce you to some because I'm sure they will. And, and Wrong Turn is one of my favorite like series, and I know that all of them aren't good, but they're fun. Every single one of them is campy and fun, and I've we've had a lot of the people from the different films on the show, and so it is a lot of fun. And I was very impressed, and, and then I started following your career, um, and I, I always go on your IMDb and look, because kind of like when we first had you on, you were like becoming well-known. Now you're doing like a million films a you're year, a and instead of being like number 10 and instead of being like number 10 like on the cast list you know you're in the top three in all of them and so i want to say number one congratulations thank you the career is absolutely taking off and and i've had a whole bunch of fun with a lot of your films and i know we're going to talk about your new documentary let me just say a few things about sadie that makes her interesting uh lara spencer good morning america is a very good friend of my family she grew up in my house in New York, on Long Island, so I know Lara. How do you know she knows who Lara is? Do you know Lara Spencer from Good Morning America? No. Okay. That's okay. She's a very famous uh, media reporter. You sound exactly like her. <laughs> the reason why Good Morning hired Lara was because of her voice. One of the reasons. You have this wonderful, husky, gravelly voice that is so penetrable and so memorable, and that goes for you. Now we'll talk about, you're probably, what, I think 83 years old, and you look 17. You look, you have that eternal youngness about you. But I'm sure with makeup you could play 35 and you could play 15. What a wonderful range for an actress. The rest is you're talented, you're personable, and I love you. So how could you not go wrong? I, you know what? I needed that. Thank you. I'm serious. Listen, I don't make up bullshit. I don't. I hate people. Yeah, you said, if he doesn't like I you, hate, he lets you. <laughs> you know, I go. I go to co- listen. I go to cocktail. Like, I can't use a name, but he's a very famous actor from from my day, and he was a lousy actor always. And at a cocktail party, people were carrying on about. I'll give you his first name, George. They said, George, what a wonderful actor. We loved you. Oh, you were fabulous. And I just looked at him and I said, he was not. He was tall and handsome and walked through the, the movie talking lines, not acting, talking lines. And he looked at me and got very insulted. He doesn't talk to me anymore. But I just, <laughs> I just couldn't stand the fact that they Imagine were making... why. <laughs> no, you know what? Give credit where credit is due. If it's not do there, shut your mouth and say, "Oh, I love your shirt." <laughs> yeah, you got What are you gonna do? Well, I, I love the fact. Voice too, that's like that, and I always think people either like my voice or they're like, "What's going love on?" Love it, love what? it. Yeah, so thank you. I, I love wait, it. Wait, wait, hang on. There was an actress, Mercedes McCambridge. You know her Academy Award winner, yeah, fabulous. Yeah. Fab- yeah, she was in uh, so many great films. And she had a voice similar to yours, except yours is feminine, hers was masculine. Because I think she was a dyke. But anyway. <laughs> well, 
that's what the rumor was. Hold on. So let's go. So so first of all, though, like I, I love the fact that you're doing all these like films, and I love the fact that you are like starring in all these films. And I know you have a new movie coming out that um, I don't even know if we're supposed to talk about it, but I don't care if we're, if we're allowed to. But Party Bus to Hell, because like everybody's contacting us to have different people from that on the show, and it looks like so much freaking fun. Um, what position are you in that film? She's um, number two. Number two? Woo! Good girl. Tara Reed's number one. And it looks like a blast. <laughs> we don't say anymore starring or co-starring. That's gone. Now we say, what position are you in the film? One, two, I think three, it looks three. like a total blast, though. When is it coming out? Do you know when it's coming okay. out? Coming out um, April 13th. It will come out on uh, DVD and VOD. But April 20th, uh, they're doing a select screenings at five different locations to see how it does. So oh, I love that. It's kind of one of those things you want to see. I, it's and then they changed it to Bus Party to Hell because of the name on the scroll. But wow. I mean, it's absolutely this ridiculous film. Lots of boobs, lots of sex, lots of fun. Um, I play a crazy character. Well, listen. Which now I know you can do that after seeing you. Listen, <laughs> where are you playing? Is it going to preview anywhere here? Near Palm Springs. You know what? That's kind of interesting. I should talk to them to the do it. and say we, that we should do a screening over at the Camelot. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. We will we will we will promo it to death. You know, we have four and a half million viewers, if more. I think we have closer to five now. And we're all over the world, so we could really blast that out. Plus, you'll come to my house for dinner. <laughs> so cool. we get to know you better. I would love that. You know what? The movie itself is um, I knew it would be fun when I read the script. Rolf Kaninsky wrote it. And, you know, it moves. It's it's exactly what you expect it to be. I, I wouldn't say that it's more. It's exactly fun. You want to get, you know, have a couple drinks, maybe smoke a little bit. And, you know. No, have no, no, no smoking. Now you can take gummy bears and get the same effect. Ooh, I like that. I actually bought some lemonade. Like a couple <laughs> No, they have cookies with pot in it. They have gummy bears with pot in it. So now you don't have to smoke and put that nasty smoke in it. I didn't know how many gummy bears to have, though. Now you no, only no, have no, one. No, no. If, you have, <laughs> if you have one gummy bear, you're out of it for six hours. So if you, do, if you only eat a leg or an arm, you're okay. But don't eat the whole torso. You're gonna if you eat the torso, you're finished. Okay. Not that I do it, but this is what people said to me. Oh. Yeah. I think you're now listen, I want to ask you a question. This is a very hard question for you to answer because you don't want to sound like you're narcissistic. How did you think you did in the film, and were you happy with the way you were photographed and lit? Um, that's such a great question because when I got there, I'll be totally honest. I knew, I knew that I was going to be doing some nudity. Um, I was sort of concerned, so I met the DP, Michael Sue, and I went straight up to him. I said, "Michael Sue, I'm willing to do nudity. I'm fine, but how are you going to make sure I look good? Don't film this, film that." And then he just looks at me and he pulls out on his cell phone a picture of Cher that he had just photographed all these pictures, and he goes, "If I can make her look good." Yeah, she's 137. <laughs> It looks amazing. So he photographed, he lit me so well, thank God. And um, I wasn't supposed to, like, I wanted to play this character, Joan. She was, she's crazy. She's irreverent and she's having a ball and she's sexed up and wants to have sex with everyone on the, the bus. And she's looking for a vir her virgin. That's one of the kids on the bus. And 
you know, there is no way to do it except to really go for it. You'd have to see the film to see how absolutely crazy I am. I think I'm crazier than Sally in Wrong Turn. Well, we're going to see the film for sure. I mean, this is that's that's a given. So, so I think what happened is. I did a hundred everything I could give, and then when I watched it in the theater, I was separate enough. I was surprised how long my boobs were on camera, but I kind of knew that could happen, and I thought it was fun. How long? <laughs> now, did, you, did you wear a flesh colored like a, a a pube patch? You know, most girls wear the it's a g string kind of uh, flesh colored thing so that the labra and the bush doesn't come out. <laughs> Well, I you know, strict. No, I have to keep my panties on when I'm shooting. Well, That's you could. No, why don't you just wear this strap? It's like a bathing uh, suit. You ever <laughs> see them? You know who wore one? What's her face? Uh, uh, one my daughter worked for, the the, the blonde, the, the famous actress, very famous movie star. Oh my God! My daughter was her personal manager. Oh, Sharon Stone. Sharon Stone. Oh, Sharon Stone well, did it. If I'm doing it in big movies like that, I'll yeah. you. Oh, you should buy you buy one. It's wonderful. A string goes up the crack of your butt. It's all flesh colored, see through. Then the I, side straps you can't see. They go in the crease of your legs, and then over your entire pubic area is a see through. Not see through. Is a flesh colored nylon g string. I'm getting very high. I actually did that when I did a show for Playboy. I did a little, you know, soft erotica show and i wore something like that yeah. and they put the hell out of me but for this i mean you, you were remember? total totally nude no she she, she oh, wears panties no i have what you're talking about the sticker we call it a snatch patch. A, stick, a snatch patch to match right a sticker right <laughs> <laughs> so now, i have to say though first off because like i haven't seen obviously bus party wait, to hell wait, which one, they more, haven't one more question about that wait, no, I, I, and i'll be finished did you tint your nipples they're naturally the perfect shade of pink. Okay, if not, <laughs> tint your nipples. It photographs very luscious. No, what I was going to say, though, because we haven't seen, which, by the way, they have to change Party Bus to Hell on IMDb because I, I looked at it today and it says Party Bus instead of Bus Party. But, um, uh, like, when I saw you in Wrong Turn 6, I thought, oh, my God, like, look how hot you are in that. Because Absolutely. you show some flesh in, in, in that. And, like, I'm gay. And I was like, oh, my God, look how hot she looks, you know. And, like, so if you can get gay guys to say, oh, my God, how hot she looks, you're, like, you're really, like, knocking it out of the park. And I said, what does this bitch eat to have that body? I mean, <laughs> you know, like, Christ. she doesn't eat anything. I mean, what do you <laughs> Do you starve to death? I mean, seriously, are you on ad ad? What is it that that, that other people are on? Adderall. Adderall. <laughs> no. Do you have a contact that would make things easier? <laughs> no. Every, everybody in film today is on Adderall, so they don't need to stay skinny. You're so right. You're so right. I. You know what's funny? Actually, my weight kind of flummox like flummoxes like 10 pounds i think i go back and forth because i'm a curvy girl so before i shot bus party i did i pretty much starved myself for the couple weeks before i probably need to do another round of that i mean anyone who's over 30 who tells you like losing weight's just about working out it's a liar you have to to cut back on (laughs) food definitely yeah, yeah, absolutely. Give me all your measurements. Give me your height and your body measurements. What am I? Well, right now I'm probably a little bit heavier than I should be. I'm five seven. I'm oh, you're probably, a tall girl. Which one twenty seven? Which is a little bit too high for me. No, so, one twenty five. Perfect. <laughs> I could be one seventeen. It looks good on camera, but in life I look good. So I'm thirty four. C. 
26 and probably 35 and a half. Now, that's why you got a body of death <laughs> with those measurements, my dear. <laughs> so real quick, because I'm don't, i going to get us out of the horror thing also, but like I never saw a blood feast, but I just want to know if Robert Russell is cool and if he's cool. Like I want to get him on the show, and he's like one person I don't, I don't, I, I've never met. So like if he's cool, you got to like uh, introduce him to me on Twitter. <laughs> Yeah, I'll you. Is Robert cool? Robert's very serious. He's a very good actor. He's cool. He's very serious. Thrashing is one of my favorite like movies of the '80s, and a good friend of mine, Brooke Carter, uh, was in it, in it with Josh Brolin and Robert Russler, who died a couple years ago. But he was a good friend of mine, and uh, and I I love that movie to death. And so I've always just because he played the dagger, the head of the daggers in that movie, uh, I would love to get him on. All right, so let's go move forward though. Then I'll, you can... I'll connect you. Though. I'll connect you. And he's Perfect. Really good in, in the film, and he's crazy as hell. I'm gonna see it too. So now you did something totally wacky and different. That's so not Sadie Katz. You have a documentary out, which you actually produced and starred in, right? Yeah, directed. Yeah, it's indirected. It's called the Bill Murray Experience. Um, it's totally out of. I mean, it's not out of everything, but out of f from all the great films that we've seen you in, this is like totally like you know going around the world in a totally different direction. So tell everybody a little bit about it. I actually have the trailer. We're gonna play it for everybody. Um, so they can see it, um, and Chad will get it ready. But tell us, like, kind of like, why did you do this? Well, I, I really, I mean, honestly, I say it. I, I started to get really super fascinated by Bill Murray having all these random um, meetings with everyone, and I was like, why don't I have this magical meeting with Bill Murray? And it was going so viral, and it was so exciting. And I really wanted to do. I love documentaries. I'm really a big fan of like Morgan Spurlock type docs. And I'm like, how come no girls do that, right? So I was like, I didn't really want to do a horror film because I wanted to do something that was closer to my heart in a different way. You yes. know, like maybe more revealing of me. And I, I'm a as you guys know, I'm a nut, but I'm also pretty sensitive. And you're not a nut. You're just fabulous. Oh, right. So, you so, know, cra crazy people are quiet. They don't even speak. They just sit there rolling their eyes looking to kill you. <laughs> you're not a nut. You're a personality. Well, I, I wanted to do something that was more about personality and fun. And who better to chase than Bill Murray? And wait, I, this is Bill Murray, the actor. Yeah, we're like the super ass famous Well, we actor. have to make that clear to our audience. Oh, oh, sorry. So, well, you'll see in the trailer and, you know, it was going so viral that I, I kind of was like, you know, the idea of Bill Murray being like you guys. I mean, who wouldn't want to hang out with you guys? I'm sure you have so many of your fans who watch this show would love to, you know, have a great experience and know yeah, well, amazing. They all want to come to the pool. Yeah. <laughs> living, living in Palm Springs, Jimmy and I went out to dinner last two weeks ago. And we just became great friends with uh, Tristan Rogers, the soap opera star, and his wife, and this lovely girl called Kim Something, who's a major Waltrip, who's a major producer. Major producer. Do you know the name Kim Waltrip? <laughs> she just did a movie with Jessica Chastain. She produced everything in Hollywood. She's a major, major producer. We should get you to know, meet her. <clears throat> we will eventually. We will. But go back to the movie. You know what? When we do the party for you, I'll invite them. I would, I love a good dinner party. And then you'll no, you'll meet uh, Tristan, his wife, and you'll meet uh, Kim. Anyway, go back though. Okay, so you got this and I'll crazy tell him idea. How to cast you and okay, something. hang on. You got this crazy idea though. Like, so you yeah. want to have your own Bill Murray experience? Yeah. 
And well, and so that it started with that. And I wanted my girlfriends to be involved in it. I didn't really want it just to be like Sadie chasing Bill Murray. I thought they all had their own New Year's resolutions. But you know, this was my first film. So honestly, the first act of the film is kind of me finding my way about how to do the documentary and what I'm doing. And then the second act does a really, you kind of you, you see me actually become a filmmaker and start to take it seriously, which is exactly what happened in real life. You know, documentaries kind of unfold and lead you on the story. So that's what happened. So where, where and when can we see this? Well, it's already released on all platforms, and Joel Murray is in it, and PJ Souls, and somebody else. You'll have to see it to see. But um, it's on all platforms, and it comes out in Blu-ray and DVD on Friday the 13th of April. Is it on on Roku? No. How come? Well, it might be. It'll be on platforms, so it'll be on. Is it on Netflix? Hulu. Hulu, Netflix, Hulu, so we can get it through our Roku, right, but it's wanna, not on I wanna, Roku. I love documentaries. Jimmy doesn't care for documentaries. I love them. Well, I this do. is a fun, lighthearted one. This, I mean, there's some sadness. You'll see a different side of me. I'm pretty vulnerable. I got, I, I would love, you know, the thing was, I really did get super obsessed with Bill Murray. But as you know, when you're doing anything in creative, you tend to get obsessed about it because that's the only way it gets done. And I really, for I worked on it for three and a half years, well, wow. two years, and then in post and then getting it in film festivals, it, it actually had its premiere in Palm Springs. And um, I'm going to be back there for Amdocs in April, actually. Okay, oh, so, terrific. You, so we'll do it in April. We'll have you over yeah. and do a thing. Now, listen, let's not talk about your business. Let's no, no, hold, no, 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 no. I want to talk about her private life. No, no, no. We're gonna play the, We're going to play the trailer for the oh, documentary. But wait, i got to give them a teaser. Okay, if we're going to go off to film, I'm going to give our audience a teaser. Who are you dating now? Go to film. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Chad, do you have the trailer? I do. All right, so Sadie, you introduce her. We're going to play the trailer for everybody, and then we come back. We're going to find out about your who, life. <laughs> who my Sadie is dating? And you guys got to. You guys got to beat up. You got to watch the trailer to get the answer to the question. <laughs> cliffhanger! Cliffhanger! And in the chat room, they're saying you're so hot, bloody hot. Just be quiet, all of everybody, and let everybody just look at her. <laughs> I mean, I love her. You know what, audience? She's wonderful. Everybody loves her. When she's on the screen, you just look. You don't even remember you have to pay bills or that your husband's cheating or your wife is a whore. You don't remember any of those things or your husband Jimmy's a big homo. You don't remember any of those things. You just look at her and go, oh, isn't she something All right, so Sadie, go ahead. Do us an intro and Chad's going to play it for everybody. Here's the trailer for the world-renowned The Bill Murray Experience. There we go. Bill Murray's career path is unlike any other act of his generation. It has taken him from the revolutionary comedy of Saturday Night Live to the sadness of Lost in Translation. So what the heck is a Bill Murray experience? I don't know. It takes on a different form every time. I had a simple quest to have a Bill Murray experience. I'm trying to wonder what kind of a good idea this is. Bill or Bob? I think it's another harebrained idea from Satan. I am drinking too much and partying too much, and I'm under the Bill Murray fever like you've never seen before. This should be easy to drive with, right? I 
Bill would call me regularly every morning at 3 a.m. and say, please come to my room. It's like I'm going to prom and I forgot to buy a prom dress. I lost my friends. I lost my boyfriend. I lost my home. Just trying to get a Bill Murray experience <laughs> is, is a Bill Murray experience. Give me Bill Murray! There you go, gang. Bill Murray Experience. Hey, everybody. That was the Bill Murray Experience, written, directed, produced, and starring Sadie Katz. Looks good. Now, yeah. Hang on, good. hang on, hang on, hang on. And you can get it on uh, uh, Hulu. Amazon. Uh, Amazon, iTunes, Hulu, iTunes. VOD. Um, every- all the, all the cool video on demand platforms. So you guys definitely. We're waiting. Definitely. So we'll be at the end. Okay, so everybody, we want you to totally like uh, uh, support indie filmmakers. Uh, she she probably makes some money if you go and see it. So rent it, download it, watch it, buy it, whatever, do whatever, and let's support indie film. All right, go ahead. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the answer to that question: Who are you dating? Okay, so I I need to get this off my chest because it just happened. So I was dating this guy that I really liked, and then. Out of the blue, everything's great. We went away to Palm Springs together, having a wonderful time. And then he sends me a, a text message saying oh, uh, that we have different lifestyles. <laughs> oh, never, please. Like, please. I go, what do you mean? He goes, well, you're just, a, you know, you're this wild free spirit and my life's better having known you. I've never gone through that. So I'm, I was a little devastated. So now I'm, I'm like totally single. Well, how did you? How did you, you know what was to wrong that text? With, you know what was wrong with him? He had a small dick. Aww. Men with small dicks <laughs> cannot deal with women that are fabulous like you. Get a guy that's hung like a mule, and then you'll see a guy that has his power. Because when you get wild and crazy, and you make him look like nothing, you know, you you make him look evaporated. He has the power of his dick. And then he says, "Okay, bitch, you want to be the star? You want to be the? I'll, I'll show you." And bang. See, that's what I need. I like it. Of course, you need a size queen. We have to teach you how to be a size queen. Come to Palm Springs. We'll give you 10 lessons on how to check a crotch out. I love it. First of all, yeah, you should have sent it back a text. Yo, it was great knowing you too, and and I really need someone who's a better jump in my life if if this relationship's going to go better. Any guy. I'm gay. Okay, but I was married for 16 years, so I know what it's like sometimes to be straight. <laughs> I can I can envision it. I can imagine it. You know, I kind of created. I was an actor all my life, so I knew how to act straight. Um, I only wanted a wife like you, but I had a wife that I think died before we got married, and she was just a walking corpse. Not because you know she was boring, uh, quiet, gorgeous. I mean, beautiful, beautiful uh, Dutch blonde with green eyes, a beautiful woman, great figure, but no personality. And I thought it was just a lonely life for me. You know, I was always on. I'd walk into a room and people would talk to me and they'd just say hello to her. And that used to bother me. But a woman like you, beautiful, with a body like you. All right, the business, I got to admit. You know, I'm I'm an actor, so I know what that shit's all about. Uh, it's It's a drag being in love with the actor. 
You know, Jane Russell, the famous movie star, when Howard Hughes called her in the office and Jane was dating a John Payne, a famous movie actor, Howard Hughes said, Jane, why on earth would you want to date an actor? And that was one of Jane's So he wasn't, stories. though, right? He wasn't an actor. He no. was. No. I'm not, you know, I'm not to want to date just actors. Like, he was a normal guy. He was retired, you know? How old was this guy? In the chat room, they're saying, Wait, what an on, idiot. Hang on, hang on. How old 50, was this? 56. The fuck are That's you terrific. Doing? What are you doing? That's terrific. It is not terrific unless he's got some. Like a manly man. So I figured, you know. Any millions was after his name. Any millions? No millions. 58. Yes, just yes of course. He was, he was, he was financially set off. Set. He was financially okay. Did he take you to nice restaurants? And, and he did take me out nice. I, you know, I haven't really been. I haven't had that situation, and I'm 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 learning from it. I think I'm like I'm very sweet, and I have lots of fun with someone. So like, if they say I love you and I want to be with you, I I take that at face value. Well, and we all do. You should you take know, it I, at face me, value. Give me this guy's number after the show. I'm gonna call him. <laughs> And I'm going to say to him, listen, latent homosexual, uh, you know, <laughs> get, come out to Palm Springs. We'll introduce in you the to the chat room. They're, tell, they're saying, how lame is that? By sending you a text message. Dave Hughes. Yeah, that who, was crude. Uh, Dave Hughes, who's in the UK, who loves you. He, he's the one like he's just like drooling over you. And he's just right. like he's just like what an idiot. And everybody else is just saying you just got to forget that one. He's just not the right one. Yeah. He's not the right one for anyone. He was a player. He was a user. And whatever he got. But he you enjoyed. made him look good. I'm sure he was well, good looking, though, because I'm sure you don't go out with anybody who's not at least pretty to you well, it's still 50, 58 years old his penis is half hard his balls are down to his knees i mean he's not attractive at 58 no that's please. not true i yeah, only go, like older I'll guys go get a 30 year old go get a hot oh yeah you could be a milf what's a milf well, here's the mom i love to fuck <laughs> mom i love to fuck a milf mom yeah like mother yeah, yeah. a milf i never heard of it milf like okay it's when you're older, it's older, older like women, you. younger men, older women, oh, younger oh, men, MILF. My daughter. You're a DILF. I'm a what? A DILF. What is that? Dad, yeah. I love to fuck. I think you're disgusting. <laughs> Thank God I don't travel in his filthy circles. <laughs> uh, okay, go ahead. Like talking about Jane Wait, wait, let her finish. Let her finish. Go ahead, Sadie. <clears throat> no, I was just going to say I tend to, because I have a, my 16-year-old son, I tend to like date older men and I have a thing for bald men, but I'm now starting Bald to old men? We need to talk, honey. I agree with you, actually. Well, they've got like that raw masculinity, even when they're feminine, like the Stanley Tucci. I don't know. But oh, now I've got to stop that. I've got to stop it. Hey, Dave in England, you know, why don't you call her and come He's over? Married. He's married. Oh. <laughs> Well, he's just drooling of you from far away. Him, tell him to stop drooling or we're going to tell his wife and she'll knock the hell out of him. <laughs> I mean, come on, you're married, Dave. Grow up. All right, so <laughs> bucket list because we've got 10 minutes. Bucket, bucket list. list. <laughs> bucket list. All right. If you, were, if, you could be, if you could work with any male and female actor that you have not had a chance to work with yet, who would you like to be? And then be thinking after you answer. Also, if you could have been in any movie that's ever been made in history – what movie would it have been where you would have been the lead? Oh my gosh. Okay, okay. The first one I or the second question I have to say, I would have loved to be in Moulin Rouge, even though I can't sing. Really? But it's a great movie. I'm shocked. Or, I love that movie. Or I would have loved 
I think The Shining, I would love to play, um, oh, sh what is it, Shirley MacLaine's character? No, what's her name? Oh, no, no, the skinny one, Olive Oil. Yeah, oh. the Olive Oil, just because she loses her mind and it's so... Um, you like to play You'd crazy. be good at that, too, though. You would be good I at do, that. Or I'd love to be Monster, you Charlize Theron and Monster. Oh, I would, that's a good one, too. That that would be so scary, but also... Shelley Duvall, Shelley Duvall. Shelley Duvall. Shelley Duvall. And anything I think Jodie Foster did back in the day, I would love to work with Jodie Foster. And possibly, if he's not crazy anymore, Mel Gibson. I think he's really gifted. I don't know what well, he's, he's Mel, Gip Mel Gibson is not crazy. He just is anti-Semitic. <laughs> now, I always wonder, because I read this other thing, but his dad was. So um, I would love to work with... Um, oh. M. Night Shyamalan as the director would be really interesting. Yes. I would have said, you know, I would have said Woody Allen, but I think he's kind of no bueno anymore. No, Woody Allen is tough. You know, I never enjoyed a Woody Allen film because every actor in his film was directed to behave, act, speak, timing, just like him. And oh, my God, you're right. Became a bore, it became a bore because no one in the world is five people in a room all speaking the same, moving the same, and acting the same. So I never thought much of Woody Allen. I thought he was very much a product of the day. But know? M. Night Shyamalan, that's different. He was from Philadelphia. <laughs> we never met him, but no. he, and we lived right outside of Philadelphia. I would like to see you in a very, very dramatic, important role of a woman who is young and grows old in the film. Oh, how wonderful would that be? You do that. And possibly, like a lifespan. Yes, a, a, an epic. And possibly winding up at the very end alone in a chair mentally ill. I would love that. From you know, the guy, wait, from the guy that you dated that sent you the text. <laughs> You're going to die alone. You know what's so funny is I would love to actually, I, I'm going to write this. My son and I, poor guy, but he loves to move. But we've moved 19 times since my son's been alive. Oh, I've got you beat. I moved cross country up and down north, south, Florida, New York. Got your beat, babe. Got your beat. Oh, my God. I have moved 32 times in my life. Cross okay. country. Cross country and up and down. Last one. So that's but she's younger than you, so... Yeah, that's true. When you're my age, you'll probably do the same. That's a big deal. I just... I, I think it would be... You know, there's so many... My son and I have all these crazy things that have happened um, way outside the normal, and he's kind of toughed it out. And I want to write some kind of opus to that. that I, I don't think I necessarily would play, but I'm interested in that. Or I would love to play somebody who's, yeah, like losing her mind and then ha having to come back like a, a reverse Alice in Wonderland. I, I don't know. Yeah, that would be cool. Before, but I think that would be really exciting. And of course, I'd love to work with Bill Murray, even though I heard he's very terrible to work with sometimes. Right. He's moody. Right. He's moody, you know? So. No, I, I, I would like to see you seriously in a very, because I feel um, being an actor, the most difficult thing to do acting is to be realistic and believable in a heavy duty drama because you can either overact and look like a moron or underact and look like a nothing and to get that timing that wonderful believability that little fine line of timing is so difficult who does it i've got to tell you the most brilliant and don't feel bad actress in the world right now 
who I'm totally oh. crazy in love with, and I <laughs> want on our show. She was Lady whatever in downtown. Lady um, Mary in Downton Abbey. And now she's in this wonderful television show where she plays. Listen, this is a role for you. A prostitute, a murderess, a shoplifter, a dope act, uh, uh, addict. Drug addict. And she has a black son. This girl, her name is... Uh, the name Mich of the show is Good Behavior. M Michelle, the show is Good Behavior. You must watch it. It's on TNT. You will learn from it. This girl can do anything. She's English. She does a New York accent with the Brooklyn flavor, which not, not a heavy. It's a beautiful accent. She's beautiful. Her work is outstanding. How she doesn't get Emmys and stuff, I'll never know. This show you must see. Oh you would like it. Watch it. I'm kind of stoked about the it. Writers, the writers wrote a character that doesn't quit. It's really one of the best shows on TV, on TNT. And, There's two and seasons, Doherty, and they're doing the third season Michelle now. Dockery is Dockery. Dockery is, I, I want her on the show. I can't reach her because she's in England now. And she's wonderful. And this is the kind of roles that I would like to see you in, where you'll, you change completely from who you are, this sweet little girl, to this raving bitch that does anything, a ruthless girl who's cunning and Stealing and whatever. Dave Hughes says he's lost four pints of drool. Uh, four Dave, pints of water married. drooling. Dave, <laughs> Dave. You're a married woman. I would like to see you as an action hero because I like superhero movies and I don't like Scarlett Johansson, so I think you should have played her role in all the Avengers movies. Oh, Scarlett Johansson I like now. I didn't in the beginning because she looked like a boy, a man. <laughs> But I she think you'd be a good action hero. Like she always looked like a lesbian to me for some reason. I but now, now, really. She's reserved. You know, when I met her, I was at the SAG um, Technical Awards, and she was at my table. And she's tiny. I mean, she's, she really? She looks so big and good. Well, she, she's curvy. So she's short, and she's super like a Betty Boop type. At least she was then. But she was pretty quiet at the table. I, I wasn't blown away by her, mostly because she was just so private reserved, kept to herself, got up and hosted, and then sat down, ate, and left. So... Well that's you know, what that's what closet but I would like to closet see Hollywood would, dykes do. I would like to have you though, like in some of her roles are like like Charlize Theron's role oh, in like Atomic beautiful. Blonde or something yes. like that. Like I like see you in yes. like, kind of like a badass because I already know you can play badass yes. because you were solely yes. badass in yes. in Wrong Term Six. You know nobody would have ever expected yes. that from you, and so so that shows that you have such a great range and you can do a lot of things. Yes. So just add a little kicking ass with like guns and swords and shit. And I would like be like all over it. I think you'd be a little a great Hollywood trivia. When I lived in Beverly Hills, Angelina Jolie, who was Angie Voigt, was my daughter Deirdre's best friend. They went to school together to El Rodeo and they grew up together. Now, when Angie, I asked Angie once, you want to be like your father? You want to be an actress? And she said, I don't know. Well, anyway, Angie turned out to be probably one of the finest actresses we have today. And I think I'd like to see you in some of those sort of roles, like the one where she was a drug addict with, what's her name? The Gia? Gia. I mean, if they do a remake, I'd like to see you in something. I like I the one where they're like. I want to see you in something really. Why did she win for an Oscar? Well, you know, I have to tell you guys the truth. And she's a doll in person. She's everything they say about great. is wrong. She's a sweetheart. Oh, I love that. I love that. I think I always wondered because you know I was one of those people that was very upset at her about Jennifer Aniston, but now it turns out. Jennifer Can I Aniston give you a little Hollywood dirt that I know that nobody knows? <laughs> when Angie Voigt was living on Roxbury, okay. She was mm -hmm. a young girl. She met Brad Pitt. They lived together for three months, had a mad love affair. 
Oh, yes. They, I, I was there. They knew each other before Jennifer found Brad Pitt. Why it never came out in public, I'll never know. But Angie never stole him away from Jennifer. Jennifer that stole was him away a from Brad. No, 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 no. They, they just had sex. It was kind of like Angie wasn't into love. Angie was very a strange girl, but a lovely girl. Um, anyway, this is a fact. My daughter Deirdre will tell you that. And she knew Brad before Jennifer did. So well, that, that was, and when okay. they did Mr. and Mrs. Smith, that love affair rekindled. Well, so, okay, then give me a little inside scoop. Clooney? George Clooney? What about him? Is he or isn't he? I'm he not is. saying what, no, don't <laughs> say that, Jimmy, because George is a lovely human being. That doesn't matter what you're no, saying. No, 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 George wants his privacy. Stop. Oh. You, don't, you don't know, Jimmy. Don't do that about George. Okay. He wants his privacy. He's married. He has a child. And well, he so should. are you. <laughs> but that, but you know what? I came out. I, I don't. I, okay, I don't, go ahead. Next know, one. What else do you want to know? I don't out people ever. Unless they George, want to. Um, George well, is straight. <laughs> okay. I wish he was straight from my bedroom, but he's not. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> <laughs> Woo! That, now, that's a guy that I could see you with an old 58-year-old guy. Well, that's I something. like the sophisticated. I want someone who's, like, going to cook in the kitchen and play some opera. And, you know, I, I'm kind of an old soul like that. Well, what's wrong with that? Every man likes a home-cooked meal. And every man, when he's screwing his wife, wants to hear her sing like an opera star. <laughs> Do you know who Patrick Warburton is? I think he's married, though. But Patrick Warburton would be good for you because he's like tall and he's so good much. looking and he's hung. <laughs> I, those are all good things. I mean, I feel like maybe I'm, I'm making a mistake because I've dated a couple ball guys. And at the end, they're really insecure. And I always think they have all this false bravado. But I think from losing their hair, I mean, you both have this beautiful heads of hair. I think it makes them insecure. It so could be. Also... They have hairy chests. Oh, and when you bite on their nipples, you get hair in your teeth. So that's not a good thing. Floss. That's true. So you want, if they, see like, look, look, I have a full head of hair. And I have not a hair on my butt, or maybe two. Is no that, way. Yeah. Is that see, how it works? Most, look, notice, most men that are bald have the hairiest bodies. Somehow the hair didn't get up to the head. Oh, my God, that's so truthful. That's <laughs> so, it's true. And go for an Italian. Yeah, they got lots of hair there. And go there. for an Italian, because an Italian, they're usually hung, and they're very sexy people. I'm Italian. <laughs> of course. I, I believe you. I, I believe it. But, you know, you do. It's true. You have the confidence. It's like there is a certain thing where, you know, I won't say there are certain people in media right now that you go, you just couldn't be hung if you're so insecure. Like, you no, if I were straight and younger, of course, and I were with you, you would be no challenge for me. We would get along fine because we would be a team. I would right. play off of you and have you play off. Like Jimmy and I, we play off of each other. That's, That's really good advice. I need that. I need to realize I need somebody who wants to be, who instead of being intimidated or letting me go do my thing, wants to do something with me and be, Say you know, you are not demure. You are not the girl next door. You are some kind of a man's ma masturbation fantasy, vision of, I don't know what the hell to say. I mean, <laughs> I, a straight guy would have a masturbation fantasy about how they all like, already are in the show. <laughs> no, no, no. It, it, it wouldn't be like he married you and on honeymoon night lifted your skirt. It would have to be like 
He married you and threw you across the room on the bed, smacked you a few times, threw your legs open, and dove in. I mean, it has to be like that kind of thing. That, that's what passion. I mean. Passion. Passion. I like a little hair pulling, a little yeah. A little smacking yeah, around passion. doesn't hurt anybody. You know, a little, a little pushy. Now that we're here, we'll find we'll find some somebody yes. cool for you that we can like, introduce you to. We we're just really starting to get our going outs now because we're we've been working on the house literally every day. Um, but we'll start but, working but, on but, it. But my, what year was your house built? Uh, eight years, eight years. No, it's not a mid-century. I hate those houses. Well, I lived in mid-century. I'm mid-century. What the hell do I need to go back to mid-century? <laughs> I, I grew up in I Love Lucy kind of house. You know, 1955, I was 15. So that was mid-century. Uh, I drove all those wonderful mid-century cars. I had a 63 Thunderbird convertible, which I paid 4500 for and didn't know how I was going to pay for it. Now it goes for about 75000 I wish I had one. But I, I want to just talk one quick second about Jane Russell like three minutes. on my go. Facebook page. Everybody on my Facebook page, that picture of Jane Russell is a lie. That's not her. And I have to, it is Jane's head. The tits are not Jane. Jane was a 36B. The woman that's here half naked with those gigantic 42 Ds hanging out is somebody else. Jane was my very dearest and best friend, and I defend her till I die. That picture is a hoax, a fraud, bullshit. Why did people do that? Why? What's the point? Why did people do that? Why? Because she was famous for her tits. And Jane used to get upset about it. When I interviewed her on my show, I said, Jane, what size bra were you in 1940? 36B, honey. I was no 38DD. I'm no cow. You know, that's how she spoke. So she was really upset about the fact that she was famous for her tits when she didn't even have any tits. 36B, I mean, my God. Eight-year-olds have them today. But anyway, so everybody out there that read my Facebook page, and I want to direct this to Reed. For, who what the hell is his name? Whoever you are, get over this picture. Stop <laughs> jerking Tobias. off to it because it ain't real. Read Tobias. Okay, babe? Now you know. That's not the real Jane Russell. So here's what we're going to do, everybody. First of all, you guys, follow Sadie on Twitter. She's at Sadie underscore Katz. You spell Sadie, S-A-D-I-E underscore K-A-T-Z. Make sure to watch the Bill Murray experience. It's on all the digital download sites. Um, well, got I want to say something quick. Sadie, because yeah. I love you so and because you're so interesting, I would like you to receive a phone call from Eileen Shapiro, who writes for the Huffington Post. She oh. will do an interview on you and and get all that wonderful stuff out that we love, okay? Eileen's listening in now. She's still in? I don't know if she's still in. Cause Eileen, are you still here? Huffington Post fan. I'm a news junkie, and I love them. I would be super honored. She will do it because she's our best and dearest friend in the whole world. She's like my sister, and she's my business partner in my right. PR firm. And she and and and, and 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 Eileen is five foot tall, and her tits are real. <laughs> now her bra size is probably forty eight triple C. I've never seen knockers like it in my life. No, really. If she turns a corner, we know it's Eileen because her tits come first. Then we see the head come around the corner. Also, the, hold on, you guys. So listen, uh, do wrong to... Uh, Eileen, are you in? She's not there right now. How uh, dare you not uh, The Bill show. Murray experience, you guys, rented. Also, you gotta if you like horror movies, just watch Wrong Turn 6. You'll really like it. Uh, Bus Party Hell's coming out in April. Uh, maybe if you want to like talk to the director and stuff, if you want, maybe we could set up like a Four or five of you all Skype in at the same time, and we could promote the movie on a show when it comes out. Um, but I'm already booking April, so we'd have to do it kind of soon. And I guess we should thank October Coast, too, for setting this up. Uh, yeah. But any, you have anything to 
you know, you can just like shoot me an email and we'll set it up. Okay. I love you guys so much. You, you always make everything. I will see you in April we'll at our see house. You. Yes, we're going to see bring you soon. This warming present. Any requests? Well, no, don't no, bring, don't bring me anything. Bring you. I have you. more shit in this house that I don't know what to do with. I'm giving it all to my daughters. I've collected all my life. And, you know, we had things in storage. So we opened up those boxes. It's and like I Christmas. Said, oh, my God. This was 1963. <laughs> I had like action figures like packed for like five years that I've never seen. No, darling. You bring yourself. Do you, you have an action figure? I'll bring something nice. What? Do you have, bring, have an action bring, figure? Bring the wine you like. We'll oh, do that. Action figure? I don't. Okay. When you get an action figure, I want that. <laughs> <laughs> but I do love you. All right, everybody. And I'm happier on the show. Oh. When Jimmy said you were coming on, like whatever it was, a week ago, I was so excited. Because, oh. you know. I, we have so many good friends we've we made through Skype. I mean, there are other stars and actresses who are coming to our home, and I really mean it. And all of our listeners and viewers know that I'm not lying, but you're one of my special people. Sadie. See, he loves you. I Deb. do love you. And we I do, too. I, you're, I you're, can't you're wait famous. to see you guys in person. I love you. Just hanging out, hanging out right. with you is going to be go. fun. All right, Sadie, Sadie I'm going to email bye, you honey. my email. Bye. Bye, bye everybody. Bye. you got to like love it. Bye, honey. That's one of the nicest people in our business. I love and adore Sadie. Okay. So and we I'm sure everyone that heard or saw this show loves her as well. Okay, you guys. So we're going to do a quick, like, cool event thing that's coming up that uh, I want everybody to know about. And it's going to be so much fun. Postmodern Jukebox, you guys. One of the coolest, coolest, like, musical outfits on the planet is playing. It's, it's Scott Bradley's Postmodern Jukebox. They're going to be live at the Silver Legacy Resort in Reno, Nevada, Saturday, April 7th. You can visit silverlegacy.com to purchase tickets today and enjoy 20% off a hotel room on the night of the show with the purchase of a concert ticket. And you guys know, anybody who's on YouTube knows Postmodern Jukebox, you guys. They have more than 450 million YouTube views. They have like 3 million, 3.3 million subscribers. And um, what Postmodern Jukebox does is they take top 40 hits of today and reimagine them as if they were coming from older eras of pop music. When performed live, they instantly give the fans the most sensational 1920s party this side of the great Gatsby. And they, they redid Miley Cyrus's We Can't Stop. Had got 15 million views. Radiohead's Creep, it got like 16 million views. And it got voted the, one of the top nine viral covers of 2015 by People Magazine. They did Royal Royals by Lordy. And if you guys watched American Got got talent uh two seasons ago i think it was puddles pity party the singing clown um who i think is like so fabulous is is part of it and uh he's done a bunch of songs for them so you definitely do not want to miss this show so go to silverlegacy.com get tickets it's postmodern jukebox saturday april 7th at the silver legacy resort in reno nevada and if you're going to be there go it will be a blast I and love if it. you live in Palm Springs or in Southern California and you want to have a terrific evening out, let me read to you. Strike up the band this Sunday, March 25th <clears throat> at 3 p.m. when the McCallum Theater Concert Band, conducted by McCallum President and CEO Mitch Gershenfeld, returns to our stage with the program featuring the music of Leonard Bernstein, a virtuoso a tubist, and lots of marches from the USA, Can Canada, New Zealand, and more. For all of this and free ice cream, go to uh, where am I going? <laughs> oh, go! It's too much to read. Just go online and look, and look at it. Like all this HHP. Hi, everybody. So listen crap. up. 
Uh, we want to welcome Hannah Clive is in the chat room. B. Claudia joined us in the chat room. There's a bunch of people who joined us, so thank you so much. You can hear us, you guys, every week, Wednesdays from 12 to 2 Pacific time or 3 to 5 Eastern time on W4C Radio, Radio with the fabulous Chad Murphy. Nice. We're on Hamilton. Ego, Chad. Make your noise. I forgot. Do it again. Chad. Oh, my. Yeah, we're on Hamilton Radio in New Jersey, Monster FM Radio in New York, K4HD Radio in L.A., Jackalope Radio in St. Louis, Caliber Radio in South Carolina, Society's Basement Radio. We're also on iHeartRadio, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Audio Boom, and on television, and Apple TV, Spreaker, and Podbean. And on TV, you can see us on Vimeo, Roku, and YouTube. Let's take a quick music break. Or live on W4CY.com. We've got to make a quick uh, music break, you guys, and then we're going to call our next guest. This is American High. Uh, we love them. It's a short song. They're coming on the show in a couple of weeks. This is their new single called Shea Calvo. Chad, you got that? Is that a video? Okay. <clears throat> it's not a video. It's just an MP3. Oh, I got it. Yep, that, I do. Uh, so. All right, everybody. This is American High, Shea Calvo. Enjoy. by American High, available now worldwide. Get your copy. Real quick, Marshall, say something before we introduce you, and then we will know it's you. Something. Okay, perfect. 
I like that. That's that's interesting. That was pretty clever. That's something I would say. It's a I could remember something. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the incredibly talented. Oh, I st- I messed it up. Are you, you're you're an actor, yes, but do you're it also, over. Do, do you also writer and producer too, or no? Uh, very limited. Okay, so we're gonna go with ta- acted talent actor. Okay, take, here we go. Take, take two. two. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the incredibly a- talented actor, Marshall Hilton. Hello and welcome to the show. Hello, guys. Good to see you. There you go. Before we get started, let me introduce you to everybody. Starting off first with my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Great thing that you're on the show, baby. Let's make it a rocking time. Oh, we're going to do that. See that? Did you like that new voice? I had that gravelly down there. Voice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't want to sound like a screaming fairy, so I did Jeep down voice. <laughs> then we have the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. Hello, hello. I like that Les Paul back there. Yeah, that's, uh, that's my uh, custom shop gold top. Looking good. Looking good. Welcome, and thanks for joining us. Huh? Chad, Chad's a musician. I play guitar. Well, all guitars look alike to me. No. That's because you're not a musician. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What makes it look like a Les Paul? One on the left is a Fender, and the one on the right is a Gibson. You really know that shit, Sure. Huh? Oh, yeah. They're kind of like women. They're all kind of the same, but they're like a lot different. Different shape. <laughs> Great curves. Well, which one Which one puts out best? Hmm. Uh, uh, well, I'll tell you what. If, you're, if your engineer guy knows, um, the, uh, the Gibsons... She's pretty thick, Warm. and uh, and the Fender is she's a little she's kind of like a, a red carpet model. She's a little wow. <laughs> we like her. We like the red carpet model better, but he's yeah. a musician, so he probably likes thick. <laughs> Which is better? The, I like the Gibson better, piece of ass or the or the old lady. Which is better? <laughs> well, I finger them both constantly, so you know they're always. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you want me to go with this, guys? That was terrific. Go all the way, baby. You're <laughs> yeah. doing good. You know, I, I looked up some of your shows, so I figured it'd be unbridled, enthusiastic, and um, uncensored. Oh, absolutely well, uncensored. You know what? I'm unfiltered and uncensored because for 46 years I did stand-up comedy. And uh, back then we were told not to say certain things, and I'd go out on the stage and I'd say them. And then the owner of the nightclub would say, you're fired. And I'd say, too fucking bad. It's over. <laughs> and then I became famous because of my, you know, as they put it in those days. The revolutionary. No, no, no. Those days they put it. It was a word for it. Um, I uh, can't think of the word. but Asshole? No, that was one of them. <laughs> that was one of them. But uh, no, it was... Um, like raunchy, but it wasn't raunchy. Risque. 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 Ron, Ron Russell's risque show. So were you, I guess, the gay Lenny Bruce? No, I was. I used to perform as Jane Russell in drag. Oh, Jesus. For 46 Christ. years. And I would talk about my husband. and I, could, oh. I, think, I admit my tits of sex. I was shaving my ankle this morning and I cut my nipple. You know, things like that. Or my husband, you know, all those kind of like stuff. I swear to you that Joan Rivers stole half of my shit because Joan Rivers and I came up at the same time. We were playing the same clubs down in Greenwich Village. And um, uh, so that's how, you know, we. But into- the irony of the whole thing was he, he performed as Jane Russell. And then later in life, he actually became best friends with best the actual Jane Russell. Jane. Oh, Jane. that's crazy. We were brothers, like brother and sister, Jane so, and I. So you were the you were you were RuPaul before RuPaul. Oh, God, RuPaul wasn't born yet. I'm 77. <laughs> so you're the white RuPaul. 
I work back in the days. No, 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 he's not the white RuPaul. She's the black Ron Russell. No, I work back in the days where people used to say, let's go see the fags tonight. Let's yeah. go see the let's go see the queers dressed up like women. That's <laughs> those are the eras. I, and then after the sixties, right? Wait, that was in the sixties, late fifties, early six. And then after we finished the show, the best part was all the husbands wanted to meet us. Oh God! Yeah, the husbands. Some of them. Up, there's a freak in every person. No, what we had to do, I used to sing and dance, and what we had to do was unhook our bras at the end of the show, and I really resented that because you look like an idiot as a woman, and then suddenly no tits. So I used to fight them all the time, and half of the time I never unhooked my bra, and the audience used to have to guess who the real women were from the fake women. That's how stupid they were back in those days. <laughs> I mean, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. Six, Adam's apple and the knuckle didn't give well, it away, I, right? I have an Adam's apple, but I'm six foot flat in flat shoes. I'm six foot three in heels. I mean, anyway, uh, they thought I was a real woman because I didn't unhook my bra. But that's the stupidity of the Club 82 back in New York City back in 19... Uh, so hold on, though, then. Hold on, everybody. First of all, Marshall, say hi to the chat room. Right now we have England, Germany, the UK. Oh, England is the UK. Duh, 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 duh. duh. Uh, duh, duh Canada, duh. the United States. We have all kinds of countries represented. So just say, hey, everybody in the chat room. Hey, chat room, welcome, and uh, get ready for the lunacy. There we go. Oh, and no, there's no lunacy here. It's all intelligent speaking. You'll see. <laughs> Lunacy here. This is lunacy. Here. There, though. No, there's, no, there's not. We're going to get intelligent speaking out of you two, like about your guitars that one puts out. One wait, wait. Do you actually out. do you actually play the guitar then? I started playing guitar in high school, and um, off and on, I've played for thirty years. Uh, I was a drummer by nature as a kid. I worked in my very first professional entertainment um, job was playing on a record when I was in eighth grade. I was a virtuoso drummer, uh, and then I found pot surfing and chicks uh and then that kind of went away for a while you know <laughs> i wonder why i was busy chasing that shit and and then uh you know got back into the rock and roll in high school because well chicks were better than surfboards uh and then it just kind of went on and, and uh you know i kept playing for years and years uh, i went away from it for a while i started a record label and did some hip-hop stuff about 10 years ago, I was doing a lot of tracking. So I've always had them with me, and I used to play them a lot. And I don't play them as much anymore, but uh, I reach over there and grab it and do a few scales, do a few chops for an hour or two, and then I'm good. That's are good, the, though. They are look those good. electric guitars? I know yes, they are. Yes, they are. They're electric guitars. And you hook them up to a loudspeaker. Uh, actually, I have a couple of Marshall stacks and some Fender amps and some pedals, and I turn up the volume and I blow shit out. Did you know that we used to use guitar pedals on our microphones to sound like women years ago? Before the gender bender, there was a guitar pedal. I forgot what it was. but It's it called the gender bender. Well, no, this is before gender bender. And this, <laughs> so this guitar pedal would elevate our voice into a female sound. Yeah. Oh, you, 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 dude, you were like revolutionary. Well, back in those days, I was. I mean, I got out of my stagecoach and, you know. Stagecoach, yeah. <laughs> I, I got to L.A. and it was nice, you know. Wild Bill Hickok was my boyfriend for a while. So listen up anyway, you guys. So Marshall is an actor, you guys, and he's got 
some career actually like because i went back on your imdb and you've actually been been doing the whole acting thing for a very long time i guess you're way more popular now than you were 30 years ago or 20 years ago because uh, now you're doing films all the time uh, but you have been in it for a long time and you're only our third i think person who was a character on a top-rated television show as a as a childhood show for a child for a kids show or whatever what we've had show? famous kids. He was he was a co-star on Beetleborgs Metallics, which was hmm. um, kind of like the competition to uh, Power Rangers, right? Actually produced by the same company. Wow. Okay, I, we've had several because we had Serena Vincent. She was the Pink Power Ranger, so we've had her on okay. on the show, and uh, um, and we've had we've had a couple of Power Ranger people. And I like. Did you like the new Power Ranger movie? Did you go see it? I I did not see it. Okay, I liked it a lot. It's kind of dumb, but I liked it. But well, they are they going to make a Beetleborgs an, an updated Beetleborgs movie? I would doubt it. Um, uh, you know, um, Beetleborgs was very popular. It was. When it came out, it only ran for two seasons. We shot 100 episodes in two years. I mean, we were grinding. Um, uh, you know, some it takes... How many episodes? 100. 100. When? Two years. Two years. We this is do, when in the 19... When was this? 19, 90, 98, 97, 98. We would do three episodes. Um, uh, th uh, uh, three episodes th um, every 11 days. Yeah, but you got paid per episode, correct? Or was it a contract? Yeah, yeah, I, was paid, I, was, I was paid on contract. So what the hell are you complaining about? I wish I could do 200 shows. On <laughs> and I, get paid. I, don't, I don't get paid on this show. <laughs> oh, it, it I was, don't get paid. I'm serious. I don't make a nickel on this show. <laughs> yeah, but, but you love doing it. No, I do it for Jimmy. <laughs> he loves me. <laughs> oh, okay. I actually went. So you you played less fortunes, and I actually went on eBay after we did a test yesterday looking for it. I have not found your action figure yet, but I will uh, it, it, find it. I know they did a flabber one, and they did some of the um, uh, the house monsters. Um, it was the company out of Japan. They would basically, you know, make these figures so they could sell the toys because a lot of the footage we used in the Power Rangers and in Beetleborgs was all Japanese footage and it was footage from previous shows that were produced in Japan they would send that footage this way because they did great effects and fights and stuff and then they would cut that footage into current shows and write shows around the footage we were getting from Japan I love it and so that's been done since silent movies I love and, it. And so what happened and ended up happening is our show um, we had done two seasons. The ratings were really good. We were in like 14 million homes a day or some stupid number, right? Um, and then they started, the, the Japanese company started sending over the footage for the next season that they were going to use, and they completely flipped the paradigm of the show. And the, the producers here said, we can't use this. Why? Because they flipped the paradigm of the show. Completely, they, 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 they flipped. Means they changed the whole uh, concept. So well, maybe, maybe it got better. <laughs> It was butterflies and, you know, just, uh, whatever. I'm so, going to watch it just to see, like, what it was, just because I like all those shows. And I am going to find your action figure just because I, like, dig that whole thing. But, you know, Jimmy has everybody's action figure. figure. The only one I think that signed it, signed it was John Bauman. No, about half of them are signed. Did John sign yours? No. I thought he did. We have to get John. He lives here in Palm Springs. <laughs> And he's got to have. I've got hundreds sign. of action figures, so when I get your action figure, I'll see if I can get two. If I can find two of them, and then I'll get you one. Did, did you know? Did you know when they made the Barbie doll, I was the model. <laughs> okay. Don't laugh. You never saw my legs. <laughs> uh, were they good? 
scams for days. Jane All Russell. Right, well, you know Jane Russell even said it. She said, oh, my God, we look alike. She said, and even our legs are alike. And I said, yeah, but if you go up further, we're a little different. <laughs> and Jane had a great sense of humor. So you guys listen up. So Marshall's got a new film. And I, can everybody can't see this Primal Rage film yet, right? It's yeah, you know, they, what they did is AMC and uh, Regal and Cinemark put together a one-night event. It was about 500 cities, 600 cities nationwide, and they did it for one night a couple weeks ago. Um, and now they are in, the distributor has it in Europe right now. Uh, they're getting together the theatrical release there, which I, from what I heard is going to be more traditional. They'll stay in theaters for a while. And then they're going to bang out the VOD after that, and then Blu-ray and everything else. You know the process. So listen, the horror movie fans, you guys are going to like this. If you're like a B-plus horror movie fan, you're going to like like it. Um, it's a really fun movie. It's called Primal Rage. And I think before we like uh, bring it up, I want to have Chad play the actual trailer for it so we can talk about it, because I watched it and I loved it. Um, uh, Chad. Hi, Captain. Are you there? Can you play the Primal Rage trailer? I can. Okay. Uh, Marshall, you like just introduce it for us real quick. All right. Well, uh, Primal Rage basically is a reincarnation. It's a new incarnation of the Bigfoot tale. Um, it is an aggressive Bigfoot. It's not a meek and mild Bigfoot. It very is reminiscent of Predator, um, a warrior, ancient spirit cloaked in mysterious Native American lore. And uh, um, we're going to be introduced to this new version of Bigfoot. There we my go. God, that sounds like my ex-mother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> Here it goes. Go ahead, Chad. All right. Look, I don't know what you want me to say. Sorry would be nice. Does anybody have a cell phone? What happened to that treble uh, thing you were with? There's something in these woods. There's a creature lives in these woods. Where the legend of Sasquatch comes. We're talking about Bigfoot? Stand a chance if we fight it. They're coming for you! Gonna get you. <laughs> All right, there you go, Jimbo. Looks good. All right, everybody. So that is Primal Rage, and we have one of the stars of the film with us now, Mr. Marshall Hilton, who you play BD, right? In the film, is that the guy's name? And yeah. BD stands for Big Dick because he is like what? the biggest dick in this movie. It's not even funny. Uh, <laughs> who the monster? No, no. him. Uh, well, here's a little. I'll tell you a story. Uh, BD, uh, the, the inspiration for this movie came from really two main sources for Patrick. He wanted to pay homage to Predator, and he really, really liked Rambo: First Blood, and so. When they were writing the script, they had in their mind Brian Dennehy type, but they didn't really have a name for the character, so they just put the acronym BD for Brian Dennehy. Oh, it's I just, just thought it stood for Big Dick since you were such an asshole. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, yeah, he, my, my character is kind of a dick, you know? Only killing the monster did not allow you to make a, a second movie. No, we can't. It's a trick, and he can't can't tell about it. I didn't. How come I didn't see this film? Because you, you know, don't every watch time him. you soak in the bathtub, I hear that that piece of shit that you have is. Going. That's where I watched it. Actually, I was in the big okay, bathtub. No. <laughs> what is that thing called that, that, that you? Look, iPad. No, something else. That little thing you watch. It's on, an iPad. That's what it is. <laughs> 
No, hang well, on, wait, wait. He's going to say why. something. Hang on, wait. Let no, him say no, what no, he's going to say. What I was going to tell you, Ron, is that when I talked to Jimmy yesterday, he said he don't like horror movies. And so you probably wouldn't watch it. And and what I've been telling you. No, 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 no. If a guest is coming on, I watch everyone's work. Okay, I well, here's what I was going to tell you. And I, I did almost 100 media hits on this movie over the last, I don't know, 60 days. Um, I tell everybody it's not a horror movie. And I really don't. It's not it's, a horror movie. It didn't sound it, 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 it's It's, you know, the distributor, you know, people that sell widgets in the marketplace like to put widgets in boxes that they know how to market. It's rom-com. It's comedy. It's horror. It's thriller. It's whatever. And they take that easy way out and they just throw the films out there in this little cut. Primal Rage is more of an action adventure with thriller and a little bit of horror only because Bigfoot whacks some of my guys and he kills people and there is some blood and there is some carnage. Yeah, but it's not a horror movie. Sylvester Stallone's film was not a horror movie. It was like a science fi, a sci-fi, some kind of weird. I love that movie, by the way. An action, an action movie. Well, his Rambo that he just shot in Vietnam, he shot it over in Vietnam. No, I mean the one about the space guy that disappears in the jungle and they try to kill it. Oh, Predator. 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 I love. No, he's not in Predator. That's Arnold Schwarzenegger. I thought it was Sylvester Stallone. No, it's Arnold. They all look alike. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you know what? Um, uh, They're both about the same height. And, and mentality and same mentality well i don't know about that but um, i i know sylvester stallone trust me i think i'm though, from brooklyn and when i talk to sylvester i need an interpreter i think though i think first of all you guys this is a like because it's not like an a movie that you're going to see on everything with like uh, the biggest stars on the planet uh, the acting in this film is really really good the story is good the effects are good the monster looks real you know, when you see close-ups of it, it doesn't look like it's some person like in a mask that's taped on or anything. So, really, it's done very, very, very well. Um, it's a lot of fun. Uh, my only, my only complaint about the whole thing, really, um, and I told you this even yesterday, was the fact that you're such an asshole in the film, and like your death is like the most calm death out of every, everybody else. Is like get their eyes squished out and their the movie. mouth. No, that's okay. Everybody wants to see Marshall die anyway. It'll be funny. <laughs> That's yeah, nice. yeah, I, I, yeah, I, uh, I, I took it pretty. Um, well, I don't know, you know, being, being. Don't a, tell us how you died. Okay. The film no, we're not going to tell you how he dies. It's just no. not as, I mean, it's just not as intense as all the other deaths. But it's a great movie, and I, I think when it comes out and everybody can see it, if you're, if you're an action, if action thriller horror, uh, adventure fan, I think you should see it. It's the acting in it is really, really, really good. The reason why Jimmy watches film without me is he's the moron, because I watch intelligent films like the, 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 the what is it on Tuesday night? <laughs> oh yeah. Oak, he likes Oak Island. He likes documentaries and like Oak, Oak Island, Island, the treasure at Oak hey, Island. Look, I watch Oak Island. I'm a discovery. I, I love history. Discovery. I, I watch Oak too. Island. But you know what? I want to beat the shit out of those two guineas. And if I, if I meet them, I'm Italian. I'm allowed to say guinea. Uh, what the hell are they doing? It's it's forty five years on, and they're still finding little shit in the ground. I mean, get a bit, you know, New York City. They they excavate miles of, of tunnels to build buildings. They go down 40, 50 floors. These guys are building a little round tube. Do you watch Ancient sit. Aliens too? He watches oh, Ancient yeah. Aliens. Uh, yeah. my, a, little bit, a little bit. No, they're my relatives. They, I mean, ancient aliens. I'm, I'm definitely from another planet. Not me, but my, my genes and my uh, background. 
So one thing, okay, so everybody, Primal Rage isn't available for everybody to see yet, but you will be able to see it. Everybody should support it. Marshall's been in a lot of cool films, and I was looking on your IMDb, and a lot of the people that you have films that you've been in or have actually been on the show. Okay, uh, okay. Uh, like you did a movie called The Perfect Weapon. I'm going to watch all these now that I know who you are and everything, but you did The Perfect Weapon, and we just had Vernon Wells on like last year. I know Vernon Wells well. I go to his house almost every Thanksgiving. He lives... In, in the Palisades, and he cooks great lamb. And then you did Ditch Party, and we have... I love lamb. He doesn't no, like lamb, it. No, lamb, you don't kill You did lamb. Ditch Party, and like... Who kills uh, lamb? Oh, well... It's like no, having a pet. It's a pet of lamb. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> then you did Ditch Party with Dag Farrick and Noel Guglielmi, and, and yeah. we've had both of them on the show, oh, and stre yeah. Stress to Kill with Bill Oberst, which Ron loved. We had him on last yeah. year. Uh, at the end of the year, and uh, and that's also got Armand Asante, who I just happen to like a lot. Yeah, and, uh, he looks like shit lately. What happened to him? <laughs> I mean, he was such a handsome little guy, and now he looks like a. I like don't think a, he looks like, bad. Like a rodent or something. Like an ant. <laughs> he looks like an, an He's ant not going to say anything about no. that. He works with them all the I time. I know, but he looks like an anteater. He needs to really seriously go and and start to do some stuff to his face, which well, I believe in. You I, know. I will tell you that um, working with him. Was an intense. Was very intense. Why he's he's intense? Um, it was it was um, you know I mean I've worked with a lot of guys, but Armand's old school, and he's been around a while. And I remember we did a scene at a restaurant where we were sitting at this table, and he comes up to my character. He's playing this crazy detective, and he's trying to figure out who murdered whatever. And I'm he, he's questioning me, and I remember sitting there across the table from him, and. It was like you were sitting next to it was like you were sitting across from Brando. Really? His tea was so intense. It, and, he, and just looking at you. You would just look at you and you just go, ooh, what the fuck? You, he was, you don't think it was overplay? Nah, you know, he's just got the he's got an energy that comes off of him. He's got he's that kind of guy where you just feel his energy come it's off. It's funny because they actually. I think the best thing he ever did was when he played Napoleon, because he looked the part and he acted like what Napoleon we imagine would have behaved like. We well, actually. He's a fine actor. I like him on. He was very yeah, handsome. I don't dislike him at all, but he needs to go and have a little softening or something. We actually like a little more because he was in a movie that we had the director come on and and I asked if that he would come mm -hmm. on but that he would only do it if it was radio that he didn't want to actually like do the Skype thing and we don't do the if you he, don't he, Skype we don't he do doesn't, it anymore. You know, a lot of the big actors say, "Oh, I need makeup, hair, lighting, before I do a Skype." I said, "No, honey, they don't do that anymore. That was old Warner Brothers <laughs> a thousand years ago." Well, he, 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 is, say, he is vain. There is no question. I, I there's a story. There's well, something. He's, he's vain. Tell him to go fix himself. <laughs> Oh, we're all vain, you know? Yeah, but, but some of us fix ourselves. Like, I was good friends with Betty Davis, and so many people say, Ron, you never put up pictures of Betty Davis. And I said, I wasn't allowed to. You think I could take a picture sitting next to Betty Davis with no makeup and a hat and no hair? Oh, are you crazy? You had to, stay, you had to make an appointment with Betty at the studio with the, the lighting, the makeup, and the hair, and it was a glamour shot. She wasn't going to be seen at a birthday party with me in a house dress and a hair and pink curls with no makeup like some of the actors do today. They didn't give a shit. They yeah, didn't, the today we don't care. Then they did. Yeah, the culture was different back then. It was very polished and very presented. Now everybody's face. Cary Grant. You, you wouldn't have gotten a picture of Cary Grant if you met him in the street and said, oh, Cary, can I have a picture with you? He'd say, no. 
Now, Jane Russell was different. We'd go out to dinner. People would come over to her and say, oh, Miss Russell, you know, can I have an autograph? She'd say, no, but you can have a picture. Get your cell phone and take a picture of us because she couldn't see and she couldn't be bothered writing <laughs> up their names. <laughs> so then, Jane, on. forgive me, Jane. Forgive me. <laughs> So hold on. So now you've got. First of all, you look different in every film, and and um by yeah. the titles because I haven't seen all your films. So by the titles, you don't play a total dickhead like you do in Primal Rage in every film. Because I I saw Priest in one, I think, well, and then you get and all these different things. So I idiot. love the fact that you're doing such a wide variety of stuff. You have a new film that's going to come out, I, I Astro. I don't know if that comes out at the end of this year or next year. I don't know when that's actually coming out. Um, uh, they 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 they've got it basically locked and and loaded and uh, it should be in the hands of the distributor probably within the next three days. Tell us about Astro. So it Astro science fiction. First it? of all, it's got cool people in it. Is it, it science fiction? Did you get the clip, Jimmy? Did yeah, we're gonna play the clip in a okay. second. Right. I think Chad, you got the clip, right? I do. Okay, we're gonna is, play is it, it in a second. Science fiction question asked. Uh, it is a sci-fi adventure. I love it. I cannot wait to see. It. I'm, I'm a so. First of all, it stars a lot of cool people. You guys, besides Marshall Hilton, it's got Louis Mandalore, Dominique Swain, who I love. Dominique Swain, and and you know, like I think she she made a couple choices that I guess the industry industry thought was bad, and so she it hasn't been as big a star as she should be. She's a fabulous actress, and I love her. Dominique. Dominique, not Onique, Enique. Dominique. Anyway, She's Dominique Swain. In French, it's Dominique. She's not French. Well, what is she, Chinese? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway, hold on. It's got Max Wasa, who's a friend of mine in it, um, and Michael Pare, who you know, right? He's oh, coming on the show soon. Oh, you're kidding. No, he <gasps> said he would do the show. And, oh, uh, did you mention Lee Winkler? I haven't talked to him. No, I didn't mention Lee Winkler. Oh, Lee, do I? you know who Lee Winkler was, my dear sweet Lee Winkler, the president of Global? The biggest business oh. management in Beverly Hills. Uh, back Bert, in the day. Burt Reynolds, day. everybody. Michael Paré was starting off as a young, beautiful boy in person. Oh, my God, was he gorgeous. One of the sweetest people. And he married, and he has children, and he moved to Thousand Oaks. And things weren't going well in the film business for him. And he struggled and struggled and struggled. And I'm so happy that Michael's got a job. Oh, he's I, working all the time. I he would push for Ma- Oh, I can't wait for Michael to come on. <laughs> he's uh, a great actor. I he's... only hope he remembers me with, with Bert. Oh, so hold on. Remember Tell us Bert about Astro, Lee. though. Tell us about Astro, because it looks really <laughs> cool. We're going to play a clip in a minute, you guys, and it's um, it's not really – it's not the trailer for the film. It's a, tra- it's a clip, though, that shows Marshall in it, which you look fabulous. You look great in every film, whether your beard is, like, gray or brown. I mean, it's always different every time I see you. I, you know, what, I, what I try to do, honestly, and I make a conscious effort, is I want to try and put something that somebody up in the frame that looks completely different every time. Now, how spacey is this? Like people from other planets? That's what I like. Astro is basically, um, it's interesting. It's about a billionaire sp- uh, space entrepreneur um, who has been traveling out into the universe under the radar like through, te- through technology that um, uh, is unbeknownst to the majority of the world. And he's scooped up in one of his searches a life form. Anyway, and they bring it back. Oh, sounds. I have nice. it on IMDb here. It says a science fiction story of a billionaire's private space exploration program returning to Earth with an abducted extraterrestrial from a newly discovered alien planet. That already is. This enticing. is up my alley, baby. I play the billionaire. Oh, and, good oh, for good. you. But we're not going to be able to see it in our studio, so I'll have to wait for. When is it coming out? I, I don't know that number. Oh, I, this no, film, I want. I it's close. Dumb. It's close. 
That's what I know. It's close. Sounds good, baby. This is my film. It's got a great cast, though. It really does. Like, uh, like when I'm looking through well, it, one Ma thing I like is Marshall that a lot of... Marshall and Michael. I mean, I can't wait. Uh, what does Michael look like, by the way? Did you see him in person? Yeah. Yeah, I worked with him. I did scenes with him. He was my, he was my, in the movie, he was my number two. I was number one. I haven't seen Michael Paré in 30-something years, and now he's a man. I knew him as a boy. That's Michael? Yep. Oh, well. No, no, it you know what? It doesn't even. I don't look like I did thirty years. I just look like Tony Curtis. I used to look. Now I look like Marjorie Maine. But no, this is not my Michael. No, he's a great. I love his. Movies. Yeah, but that's not what Michael looked like. <laughs> okay, well, you, know, you, you you can keep Michael of thirty years ago in your head. Yeah, no, no. I'm sure in person he's more. He's heavy now. His face is full. He had the most beautiful cuts, cheekbone and hollows and chin. Now he's got a full face. Same he's working a lot though. If you look, I on used his to IMDb. look like Tony Curtis. Would you believe that? People always told me I look like Tony Curtis. I now see I, that. I can see that. I definitely see that. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, and meanwhile, I knew Tony, and I said to Tony, "You know, people think we look alike." He said, "No, they don't. I'm better looking. <laughs> he's better looking." Mm. I love Tony. He had a sense of humor like a crazy bastard. So he banged every chick in Hollywood. There wasn't a woman he didn't bang. So I asked him, I said, but in your book you said you were bisexual. He said, I'm not bisexual. I never said that. All I said is I like sex and I don't care with who. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I love him. I miss him. Tony Curtis, one of the most brilliant actors of our day and the most delightful human being you ever wanted to meet. A kind, generous, loving, funny man. So, Tony, rest in peace, baby. So here's what we're going to do. Chad, you have the clip, right? Yes, sir. All right. So... um so actually, Marshall, you introduce it, but uh, let him. This is a, let him know it's you, you in a scene from the film. Yeah. In this clip, um, it's myself, Louis Mandalore, and Max Wassa, and the, their two characters are actually aliens. Yeah, I figured. Oh, that. don't tell me anymore. I'm excited. <laughs> I but, I'm getting, but, I'm getting and, an erection. Hang on, hang on. They are there because uh they did me a large favor as a very young man and they saved my life because they knew my father and the story they no, go i don't want to hear anymore goodbye no i want to hear no i don't want to hear, no, I hear. go ahead go ahead and, and, and so and so they they've come down to visit to me because they've come down to visit me and give me a warning because i've been getting a little out of hand with my ego and trying to do all these things and they don't they don't need this technology to be known to mankind yet so they're coming down to send me a message all right, everybody. This is Marshall Hilton in a scene from the film. Oh, now I forgot the name of the film. Astro. 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 Okay, How could I'm you forget this film? I can't help it. Everybody, this is Mike Marshall Hilton in Astro, a scene from the film coming out soon. Check it out. Here you go. All right. Nice reunion, Alex. But we're not sure you convinced him. Well, if I know Jack Adams the way I believe I do, Victor, I can assure you it will. Well, I hope so. Because we need to know how Jack's DNA is connected to Subject A, and we need to know soon. Oh, one more thing, Alex. You need to settle down. You're out of control. The council is not only aware, but they're getting kind of tired of it, Alex. Alex, we give you a second chance in life. That was because of your father. 
We didn't have to do that. And in one split second, we could take it all away. Jimbo, there you go. Hey, everybody. So that was Marshall Hilton, and the name of the film is Astro. It's going to be coming out sometime in 2018, since we don't know exactly when. Sooner sooner than better. It's a sci-fi, cool-ass feature starring a lot of really great actors, and I think you guys are going to love it. Go ahead, And Marshall, without your beard, you're probably far more recognizable. So beards do change people's faces tremendously. And this made you so sophisticated, almost demonic sometimes. You could play (laughs) the devil. No, seriously. He with that medallion around your neck. You know, if you pop fangs now, I wouldn't be shocked. (laughs) Uh, Generally speaking, the kind of roles that I do get are usually going to be on the other darker side. Yeah, because you definitely you have that whole look. You know whose look you have, but you're much handsomer than he. I have my look, Ron. No, 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 no. You look on the. Okay. I could totally see you though in that movie where um, Keanu Reeves is a lawyer yes. and Al Pacino is the devil. I could totally see you in the Al Pacino yes. role. You could play a. <laughs> you, you, could, you could play a devil. You could play a magician. You could play. You know, you know what, I, what, I, what, I, what I get is cowboys, ball busting yes. sheriffs, and then high intellect, wealthy billionaire manipulators. Wearing good suits. Those are go. the suits that I get. Anything that has to do with a van and kids and a wife and a dog, it ain't my deal. And if you take the beard off, what do you get? Um, very. Uh, you know what? I haven't really taken it off. I, I have a my face changes so crazy when I sh- it shave sure it off. Sure it does. I mean, it, it, what, what it, kind it, of roles then? Father of the bride. I, I haven't had it. I haven't done anything with my shaved beard. Really? Mo, uh, I just. I, because I wear it like this all the time. So there's not that much of me out there with baby face. Right. Okay, <laughs> okay so we've got so two minutes. So you were before the beard phase, before the style of everybody and their mother has a beard. I always had goatee or or some beard on my face at some point right. in time. Now yeah. everybody you're looking at Yeah, because I've had beard. mine for like six years too. I won't grow a beard. I'm too pretty. <laughs> <laughs> so... So hold on, we've got two. Uh, we've got two minutes. First of all, uh, um, if you could do a bucket list and you could be work with any two, a male and a female actor you haven't had an opportunity to work with, who would it be? Is number one and number two. Like if you could have been in any film that's ever been released in history, you know, and be the lead person, what film would it be? Okay, uh, working with a female, it would probably be Meryl Streep. Okay. Um, uh, working with another male, boy, I'll tell you. Um, uh, I really like Gary Ullman. And, yeah. And I really, as a matter of fact, of all the new guys, I like Leo. Oh, yeah. I, I love Leo. I think he's a I, brilliant I, I, actor. I just, brilliant. I just, I just really recently saw The Aviator again, where he played Howard Hughes. Great Hughes. film. Great sure, film. sure. Fucking A, man. That kid really puts it out there. But I like those two a lot. I mean, there's a lot of guys. Did you see the Churchill movie? That, that uh, won the the Academy Award, the movie on Churchill, that Gary Oldham won the, the Oscar for? Uh, I, no, I didn't see it. Oh, oh you will God. love it. It's you a, lost fantastic. out, babe. What and a, I didn't lose out. I'll catch it. I'll catch it. What a, a performance. I didn't know who the hell it was. Well, as, soon as, I, as soon as I saw the trailer, I go, he's winning. Yeah, he yeah. was fantastic. Well, I, mean, when, when I said, Jimmy, who's playing Churchill? When he told me, I said, get out of here. That's not him. You're wrong. Um, we, uh, you know, I, I, think, I think, you know, Clint Eastwood would be the director that if I got a chance to do significant work with him, I would quit acting right away. I, I, you know, I, you I, don't find Clint, Clint Eastwood is a little too slow. I like Clint. The, the people that work for him sort of are his personality. I like him. 
I just I, I'm an admirer. Well, we've got one minute. We only got one minute. So what movie would you want to be in? Unforgiven. Okay, there you go. It's a great movie. That's Gene Hackman's in that, right? Gene Hackman's one of my favorite actors of all yeah. time. You yeah. know who else? You know what other movie you could play in a revival of The Man Who Came to Dinner if they upped it, and you could play that wonderful part of the of the guy who falls and pretends he's hurt just to stay in these people's house. <laughs> I, I like wearing nice suits. So yeah, he, he was a very sophisticated, intelligent man. And all right. He, and he fell outside on the ice, and they had him in the house. You must know it, it was a wonderful yeah, 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 yeah. stage for years. It was on Broadway. Hey, did, did, did you talk to Sadie today? Yes, we had a blast. Oh, my we love, love Sadie. I love Sadie. Sadie She's coming everybody. out to the desert in April. So Everybody loves Sadie. Who doesn't I, love I, I Sadie? Hang on. hang on. We got to go. Hold on. We got to go. We're past our time. Are you married? Are you married? No, I'm not. Go after Sadie. She's looking for a 58-year-old bearded man. She yeah. totally is, though. She told we told her we would hook her up. She's gorgeous. You and Sadie would be good. Oh, we gotta together. go, though. We gotta go. Everybody, follow Marshall Hilton on Twitter, and Marshall only has one L, so it's M A R S H A L Hilton H I L T O N. We want you to see Astro when it comes out in Primal Rage, and go back and see all his other great films that he's been a part of, uh, especially The Perfect Weapon, Ditch Party, and Stress to Kill. We want to thank you so much for coming on the show, and we'll definitely be in touch. And anytime you got anything to promote, let us know. I Marshall, you're terrific. You did a great. Great job, baby. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Peace. Ah. Bye. All right, everybody. Chat room, thank you so much. We had a blast. See you guys next week. We'll have good guests then, too. B. Claudia, Illy, Eileen, uh, Patricia, everybody in the chat room, thank you so much, and we'll see you guys next week. Chad, you're a rock star. Bye, everybody. Hey,